The world is a dangerous place. There are places, well, there's many dangerous places. There are some that are more dangerous than others. One of those places is Somalia. If you have ever seen the movie Black Hawk Down, you have just gotten a glimpse of the dangerousness of that particular place. But in reality, the world is dangerous. The world is dangerous because it is a battlefield. Some have suggested that it is a playground, but in reality, when we look into God's word, we discover that it is a battlefield. There are physical wars, struggles and disease. There's a spiritual war, war, war happening in this place. And we are living right now in the midst of this pandemic, as has been told to us, as, as we've been hearing it on the news and on our devices, COVID-19, COVID-19, the coronavirus. Now, there is a way that you can be protected in this battle. There is a way that you can be covered. Right now, the scare COVID-19, the answer for each and every one of us and the answer for the, the world today is this message, cover 9-1, cover 9-1. We're gonna look at a few verses here in Psalm 91. Psalm 91 is a psalm for danger, for times of exposure to all kinds of dangers and that feeling of being kind of hemmed in, that feeling of kind of being encircled around you. And for that reason, the psalmist was impressed and moved by the Holy Spirit to write this particular psalm. The psalmist has made a resolution in his life a resolve. He's come to a conclusion about his life and the resolution is this. God is my keeper. God is my keeper. And as he proclaims this resolution, he then proceeds to invite you to make the same resolution, to come to the same resolve, to put your trust in God. And to realize that there are many, many benefits that come along with that decision. The psalmist makes a fundamental statement about his existence. It is a declaration of his living situation, his residence. The question this morning for you and the question for the world is this. Where are you living? Where are you living? Let's take a look at Psalm 91 this morning. This is what it says. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in him I will trust. Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. And he shall cover you with his feathers and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth 
shall be your shield and buckler, and you shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in, the, in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. The question for you and I this morning, the question for the world, where are you living? Where are you living? You take a look around, well, you know, you can answer that question geographically, right? You can answer that, well, I live on, you know, 3048 Constellation Drive, Melbourne, Florida, you know, behind the Home Depot over there off of Wickham, right? Yeah, that's why I, I, I can sit out my back porch and look at the back of the Home Depot, amen? Praise the Lord. Now, over the years, we've been in the house six years, the back bushes behind the Home Depot have grown up so I can barely see the Home Depot. So it's like a little bit of coverage, a little hedging there. Um, so I have my, you know, they said it was a lake view, but it's like a pond view. And, uh, <laughs> and then you have the Home Depot. So you can answer the question geographically, but really the question is a question of position. It's a question spiritually to ask of yourself, where are you living spiritually? The best place to live, says the Psalms, psalmist, is the secret place of the Most High. The secret place of the Most High. Look at it, verse one. He who dwells in the secret place of the mighty shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. So the best place to live the absolute best address. Now, there's, there's, you know, there's all these uh, places that are like the, the places to be, the places to live, right? You know, Fifth Avenue, right, in New York, or, you know, 90210, you know, in Beverly Hills, or wherever it may be, right? Um, but, you know, there is a place, there is an address that is the best place to live, and it's in the secret place of the Most High. It's under the shadow of the Almighty. What the psalmist is saying, literally living in the presence of God is the best dwelling place. It's the best place to be. To say it another way is to say it this way. The best place for you and me is to live in Jesus Christ, to be, as the New Testament writers would have put it succinctly, to be in Christ, to be in Christ. And this is the will of God for you. He, he so wants you to be in him, to be in Christ Jesus. The psalmist here in Psalm 91 calls it a secret place, a secret place. It might be, it might be not be an obvious place, right? Um, you know, I was thinking of an example there and I, you know, for whatever reason, forgive me this morning, but the only thing that kept popping into my head was in the Prince's Bride when, you know, they're leaning on the tree and he's like, he's looking for the, you know, the dungeon of despair or whatever it is. And then he can't find it. And then he leans wrong on the tree and it was a button that opened up the door to go down into the, you know, the pit of despair or whatever it is. Anyways, it's a secret place. It's not you know, perhaps a, a widely known, although it should be, amen? 
It might not be the first or second or 100th choice to everyone out there in the world, but it should be because it is a blessed place. Amen? It's a happy place. It's, it's, I, I, and the psalmist would say it's, it's the best place. It's a secret place, and it's under the shadow of the Almighty. The Almighty? The Almighty is El Shaddai, Right? The, the, the almighty God, that there is, there is no one, he's almighty. You know, this, this passage tells us a little bit of God, he, about God. He's almighty and he's the most high. You know, that there is, whenever you see that in the Old Testament, you have to understand what the writer is alluding to. He's alluding to that there is the host of heaven. There is a host of heaven and he's the most high, amen? He's, he's in charge of the whole thing and he's the Almighty. And the best place to be is in the secret place of God under the shadow of the Almighty God. The psalmist declares where he is living. Psalm 91, verse 2. I actually throw this up on the screen for you. He says, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in him I will trust. Where, where, where are you living this morning? Where are you living? The psalmist says, he's my refuge. He's my fortress. He's my God. In him, I will trust. What is he saying? He's saying, I'm self-quarantined with the Lord. Amen? I'm self-quarantined with God. Amen? You want to find me? You're going to find me with the Lord. He's my rock, he's my refuge, he's my fortress. In him, I will trust. In him, I will trust. No matter what is going on around you, no matter what's going on around me, I'm going to trust. I've got a refuge, I've got a fortress. Now we don't think of, you know, in terms of a refuge and a fortress, you know, but in the in the ancient times, you know, you thought of a, a, a refuge. You thought of, a, they had, in the, in the Bible times, they actually created cities that were called cities of refuge. You had a fortress. You had a walled city with a gate that was a place of protection, right? Jerusalem. So uh, he's my refuge. He's my fortress. He's my God. In him I will trust. Now, when I say you're self-quarantined with the Lord, that was kind of a way to put it for, you know, March of 2020, right? <laughs> it's not to say that I'm drawn out physically from the world. Jesus said, I, 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 I didn't take you out of the world. You're, you're in the world and not of it. You're in the world and not of it, but you have a refuge, you have a fortress, you have the secret place, you're underneath, you're covered under the shadow of the Almighty. You're not removed from the world. You're, you're, you're in the world, but not of it, but you're in Christ, amen? The question for you, the question for me, the question for every single person that, that is alive today on, on, on the earth is where are you living? Where do you live? What is your refuge? What is your fortress? You see, the ancient people, they had their 
quote unquote places of refuge too. They had their things that they would call their places of, of a fortress. They had their gods that they would run to and say, this is my God and this is, this is the one that's looking out for me. But you see the psalmist is saying, I'm, under the, I'm in the secret place of the most high. I'm under the shadow of the almighty of El Shaddai, amen? And then, let me, let me say this. The person who trusts in the Lord is happy, is a happy person. The person who really, truly has put their full trust in the Lord and that deep down in your heart and your mind and your spirit, you can echo the words of this psalmist, he's my fortress, he's my refuge. If you can say that with a, with a, a, a passion this morning, I'm gonna go out on a limb here today and say you're probably a happy person. You're probably a blessed person. That, that's the person that is not, hey, there might be stuff going on around. You know, you might, be, you, not, you might not be able to get any toilet paper at Walmart, okay? You know, there's no toilet paper left, but there is a toilet paper cake at Publix. Did you see the toilet paper cake? Now, I'm, I'm one of these people that would probably buy that cake just for the fun of it, you know? Just for the fun of it, just because Publix made it, and Publix can make a good cake, amen? In fact, I want one. I want, <laughs> I want one of those toilet paper cakes. I am serious. Where's my wife? Where is she? <laughs> we gotta get one of those. But you're probably, if you're trusting in the Lord, you're a happy person, you're a blessed person. The person whose trust is firmly in the Lord and they are solidly living in Christ is blessed, is happy. Because there's a lot that once you make that declaration, there's a lot of things that have just been resolved. There's a lot of things that have just been made certain and sure in your life that, that cannot be affected by what's going on in the world. Now, the, 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 the psalmist moves on and he begins to, after he, the first couple verses there, he's, he's making his declaration about his own life. He's making a, he's, he's telling us about his resolve, about where he lives, where he dwells. And then as it moves on here, he begins to tell us, the reader, about what things we can expect if we make the same re resolution. If we resolve to trust in the Lord with all of our heart and, and, and we declare him to be our refuge and our fortress and that we're dwelling in the secret place of the Most High, that there's some things that we can expect in our own lives. And so there is protection from danger. Let's pick it back up in the text, verse three. He says, surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with his feathers and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler and you shall not be afraid of the terror by night nor of the arrow that flies by day nor the pestilence that walks in darkness nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. 
So there is protection from danger. If you make this resolution, if this is the confession of your faith, if this is the declaration about your living situation, then you are enjoying these protections. The dangers that are spoken of here are, they're kind of things that would kind of come upon you, that might kind of blindside you or you know, perhaps be unseen and take you by surprise, so to speak. Surely he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler. The snare of the fowler is, is a metaphor for, for, for plots which would entangle you, which would seek to, to catch you. In, in days gone by, before you had um, guns, where you would go out and go on like a, you know, on a duck hunt, right? Not, not the Nintendo one. I'm not talking about Nintendo duck hunt. I'm talking about like a real duck hunt, right? And you go out there and you've got your dog and you, you know, you know, and, and, and no, and, and, and you shoot the bird. But see, before you had a gun, you had to have a snare. You had to have a trap, the snare of the fowler. They would seek to try to ensnare the bird to catch the bird, okay? So this, the idea here is the idea of a snare, of a trap. Now, this is putting into our minds a physical picture, a picture of a, a, a fowler, <laughs> right? A person going out after the, the fowl. And, but, the, but we need to be reminded of the spiritual uh, thing that it's talking to us about. That there's someone that's going out to, to snare the fowl and there's, there's others that are going out to, to perhaps bring harm, bring danger in our lives. And, and we can expect, if we're in Christ, we can expect protection. We can e expect protection of these types of things. He goes on to say he's, he, he will cover you. You're covered under the wings, right? Let's go back to the text. He shall cover you with his feathers and under his wings you shall take refuge. God protects believers. The imagery here is still in the kind of that bird imagery. You have an imagery of the bird, the, the, the young of the, you know, perhaps the hen, you know, being kind of under the, you know, Jesus said, I would have gathered you as a hen gathers her chicks, you know, but you would not. And the call today is for us to be gathered. He wants to gather us under his wings. He wants us to be in that place of protection. And, 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 and the bird will gather the young under their wing. You will see this. I'm, I'm no bird watcher. I'm no bird watcher, but just everything's on Facebook, right? <laughs> you know, every type of video. And I saw this video recently of this little duck family. And, 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 and this is, it was, it was kind of like one of those, like most of those, I, like I'm not into like, you know, cat videos or, or, um, you know, this stuff. Although I'm, I have a little bit more interest in the dog ones now that I have a dog. So like, you know, so I, I see this, but I saw this, this video of this duck family. 
And it, it, they're coming up from the side of this hill and they're going to cross this road that looks like one of those kind of country roads, but kind of one of those where you, you, you know, cars are going fast. Well, anyways, this bird, this duck family is coming out and the mama duck, she's out there and she's leading all the little ducklings across the street. And, and this, this was unbelievable. I saw this video. The, the mama duck, she comes out to the center of the road and she stops and she lets all the baby ducks cross the road until the last one comes up and crosses and, and then she comes up behind and crosses the road. And a couple people actually stopped and caught this whole thing. Obviously it was caught on video. And it was like, wow, what an incredible situation. And this is kind of the imagery that God wants us to see here in the Psalm, that we're kind of, you know, that he is that one that has those wings of protection, those wings of covering. You know, there is this imagery in the Bible, actually it goes back to the very first chapter of the Bible when it talks about uh, the spirit hovering over the face of the deep. The imagery there is of the hen brooding over her, her the egg, kind of, you know, sitting and kind of incubating the egg and, 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 and protection. And just as that, that hen would protect that egg and protect that young, God calls us to, to be under his protection, to be under his wing, to be under the shadow of his wings. And this doesn't give us license to, you know, we're not protected when we're out there just doing whatever in the world we want to do. It, it's not some license like, well, well there, you know, you're not going to have the danger if you go out and just do whatever. There, there, there's something to be said of, the, of the, the chick that kind of responds to the call of the, 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 the mama, duck, you know? You know, get on over here. Get on over here under the wing. Get on over here under the protection. And that's where we need to be. It doesn't mean that we live a life of just kind of petrified and not, not having any confidence and not having any authority and boldness in our lives. It's just kind of understanding. It's just kind of an understanding that we're in Christ and that we're under his protection and we're walking in the ways and the things that he has called us to walk in. Amen? So he covers us with his feathers under his wings. He covers us. Amen? And, you know, you just really know the love of Christ when you know that protection, right? You know? You just see the love of a mama duck that's taking care of her little ducklings, right? And then you think of a mama human <laughs> taking care of her little ones, right? And then you think of God, the creator of all things, the creator of all life, taking care of those who have been born into the kingdom, amen? And, uh, and this is truth. So you're under the wings, but then he goes on. He says, uh, look at the end of verse four there. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor the destruction that lays waste at noonday. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. His truth. His truth shall be your shield. 
If you, if, w- where do you live, Christian? If you're living in Christ, if you're in the secret place, if you're dwelling in the secret place of the Most High, if you're under the shadow of the Almighty, then you are living in an environment, you're living in a place where there's the truth of God, amen? And his truth will be your shield and your buckler. Now you think of the imagery here and the imagery of the shield and the buckler. The buckler kind of has a couple of different uh, the buckler was actually kind of a small, round shield. It's a shield and buckler. But then also the buckler could be said of the one who wore the, wore the shield, right? And so I could kind of think of no other person to picture this than Captain America. <laughs> the shield... And the buckler, right? That, that shield on the arm. And, 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 and what is it that is your shield? It's the truth of God. It's his truth. It's his word. It's his truth that he wants to speak into your heart, into your mind, into your spirit every day in every moment so that you're informed by his truth and not the, the lies that fly around and the, the, you know, the, the stuff that's out there. And that's why, you know, there's a lot of information that's out there. Some of it's true, some of it's not. But as a believer, I know that I have, I, I can rest assured and, 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 and be shielded by the shield and the buckler of the truth of God. Amen? His truth is your shield and buckler. So when the world says, now I don't, I'm not trying to step on any toes here this morning. But I'm just going to say this. When the world says that the, that the world is going to end in 12 years, okay, okay, I've read the book, and that's not going to happen, okay? That's, it's not coming down according to that, okay? So you can get around science and graphs and whatever. You can trust that. I've got a word that's been proven true for thousands of years. Hadn't been tr- proven true yet. And I actually know how the whole thing ends. And it's 100% under his control. He's the one that brings the end into, into, into its place. He's the one that brings the city down at the end of the book. So I can be, I can trust in the truth of his word. It's a shield and buckler to me. Why? Because I found my dwelling place in the shadow, under the shadow of the Almighty. I have a truth that is higher than the speculations of the world. I have a truth that is higher than the speculations of the world. And I can look at that and I can receive that. So I'm not going to be afraid of the terrors of the night. I'm not going to be afraid of the arrows by day. Why? Why am I not going to be afraid of the arrows and the terrors? Because I'm covered. I'm covered by his wing. I'm covered by his shield. I'm covered by his buckler. A thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. Now, what's this about? Only with your eyes you shall see the reward of the wicked? God's word 
what, there's one thing that God's word will always try to help you to do. And that's to not be short-sighted. God's word is always and in all places trying to help us to have a long view of what's happening. Amen? If you want to look into the parables, if you want to look into the words of Christ, if you want to look into the, this idea of even the ten virgins, right? That, you know, the, the five of them were, you know, had their oil and five of them didn't have the oil. And the question is, why didn't five of them have enough oil? Well, because they were short-sighted. They had a short view. And God's word is always trying to help us to have a long view. We got to have one eye on the here and now and one eye on eternity. Amen. And if you've got one eye on here and now, one eye on eternity, you don't get all boggled up and bonkered all around by all this stuff. Because you've got an understanding. You've got, you've got a word from the Lord. You've got a, you've got a promise. You've got, a, you've got the truth of God's word. You've got the shield and the buckler of his truth that's telling you, hey, this is what's going to happen. I've got this thing, and I'm coming back to this earth. I'm coming back to this earth is not going anywhere because I'm coming back to it. And I'm going to put my feet down on the mountain. And it's going to split in two. And I'm going to walk down into the Kidron Valley and walk up into Jerusalem. That's how I know. Amen? So he says, only with your eyes you shall look and see the reward of the wicked. Reward probably there is, is kind of not a great... Uh, translation as far as like, you know, it's kind of the outcome. You know, you're going to stand by, you're only going to see the outcome of the wicked. You're only see what's going to come to the wicked, right? Because, you know, they're out there and they've got their own ideas and they've got their own, they've got their trust in whatever it is that they're trusting in. And in the end, you're going to see that you're going to stand back and you're going to see the reward of the wicked. You're going to see the the, the result of the misplaced trust of those who have not put their faith and trust in Christ. So the question for us today is, do you have the long view? Do you have a long view? Do you have one eye on the here and now, one eye on eternity? The Christian is aware of both. The, the, the truth of God's word is that there is an ultimate reality this isn't all there is. You want okay. So even after you say all that, and let's just take your lifetime or my lifetime, and I'm very cognizant of my lifetime right now because I just I just turned fifty on Friday. Okay, so it just got real, you know, just got crazy and real and nuts and bonkers and. But I'm told that fifty is the new thirty, and my my. My role model right now is Clint Eastwood, who is 89 years old, and he's still out there making movies, right? And still, like, you know, coherent. <laughs> but there is an ultimate reality. The Bible tells us that this isn't all there is, right? This is only the preview, the short film, before the real, the long, the feature film. Right? This is like the short. 
This is like the, you know, Pixar, you know, when Pixar had their movie, this is the lamp kind of jumping around and all that stuff. Okay, let's get to the real story. Let's get to Toy Story. Let's get to like, you know, Woody and, and, and Buzz and all that. This, this right here is the short. There's an ultimate reality. There's an ultimate eternity. And when you have made your dwelling place, the secret place of the Most High and underneath the shadow of the Almighty, you, you have had some things that have been settled for you so that when things kind of happen, you can kind of look back. You can make the precautions for the here and now. You've got the one eye on the here and now. You've got the one eye on eternity. And you've got a real peace. You've got a real happiness. You've got a real blessed state because you're able to come into a situation and, and bring some calm, bring some perspective, bring some understanding about who's ultimately in control, and bring some hope to some people that need it that can put their hope in Christ and they can settle some things in their own life. Amen? And so, wow, this is important. This is important. So, how do we wrap this up? He says, a thousand may fall at your side. Verse seven. And 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. A thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand. Now, the right hand, in Scripture is always the side of power. Whenever you see the right hand, the mighty right hand, the mighty arm of the Lord, the mighty right arm, the strong arm, the strong right arm, the strong right hand. That's the strong side. That's the side of power. He says, a thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. All these things are things that might tell the person in their heads if they're, they're thinking about stuff. And they might think about stuff and they might think about what's going on and they might think, oh my goodness, what's happening? This is gonna bring devastation. This is gonna bring destruction. And, and, and it could. I mean, one of the things they've already said is the economic situation may even be more than like the health-related problems. Um, especially as it pertains to small business and, and, and things like that. But for the Christian, nothing that can happen can change any of the truths in God's word or take away any of its promises. The Apostle Paul put it this way, and I think this kind of brings it into like kind of a crystallized, capsulized way for us as we close. The Apostle Paul in Romans asks this question. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Or what shall separate us? Who shall separate us or what shall separate us? Shall tribulation or distress, or persecution, or famineness, or nakedness, or peril, or sword, as it is written, for your sake, we are all killed all day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Verse 37, up on the screen. 
Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen? So let me say it this way. Christian, your end, your now and your end are covered. Cover, 9-1. Do not fear the COVID-1-9, but rest assured in the coverage, the covering of the shadow of the Almighty. Amen? Christian, your end is covered, and not only is it covered, that end that you think of, that we like to think of as an end, is only the beginning. It is only the beginning. That's exciting, folks. That is exciting. And so we can be encouraged this morning and encourage one another and others with this word.